let's, let's stay on what we've been on on Sundays. So we're going to talk about, again tonight, what will make a man depart from the faith. And y'all, it's, it's such a serious message. Now here's the thing. I think a lot of times we want to think it's for somebody else out there. And I'm talking to my family, I'm talking to my, my wife, my children, I'm talking to everybody. Because it's not for out there. It's for in here. Somebody say amen. I marvel at, you know, I've been saved. I got saved in the 70s. So, I've known the gospel for a long time. I've studied the word of God almost 50 years. I've been preaching 40 years. And y'all, let me tell you something about God in the Bible. Everybody look at me. The thing about God is he never changes. Can everybody say he never changes? He never changes. The word of God never changes. Do we, do we understand that? Okay, so let's say that again. God never changes. His word never changes. He teaches us that the hallmark of a stalwart Christian or somebody that is firm in the faith, the whole Bible is about one thing, is that God is not a man and he doesn't lie. He doesn't change. And he tells us to be godly we ought to swear to our own hurt and change not. So the more I'm like God, I don't change. I don't change my words. If I make a promise, I do it. If I say it, I bring it to pass. Because that's who God is. Yet and still, in this time and season, the doctrines that are changing, what people believe about God change. I mean, for years and years, tithing is right. All of a sudden, two years ago, tithing ain't in the Bible. Now there's no hell. And not only Carlton Pearson saying this. Tim Rogers is saying this. Pastor Dewey, who very popular on YouTube, interviewed Tim Rogers and agreed. They say we should honor Carlton Pearson, William Murphy. I sat beside him on the bus. The singer, he used to believe in hell. Obviously not anymore. Michael Todd, who hosted the funeral, thought he believed in hell. So y'all, it's, it's so much changing right now, and it's such a serious moment, and this is why God has me and my brother Preaching and teaching like we're teaching. And y'all, we're not going to get off the gas tonight. How many of y'all are happy about that? 
We're not getting off the gas tonight. So, hey, can we turn this off and I'll just do the handheld? Just mute that, okay? Let me do the handheld because that's distracting me. The devil, you know, he, he won't do stuff. So, so tonight, y'all, we're going to, this sounds better anyway. So tonight, we're going to get off into it a little further. All right? Are y'all ready? And then when I, when, you know, when, when it's time to stop, I'm going to stop and all that. But y'all, we, 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 we can't let up off of this. There is a spirit at work, and I want everybody to look at me. There's a spirit at work on each and every one of you to take you out of the plan of God, to take you away from God, to pluck you out of the church, to get you away from strong spiritual influences. Now, let me tell you what I know I am. I know I'm a strong spiritual influence. Because, y'all, I'm not shaky. I'm not wobbly. I'm not, I'm not wobbling with it. I'm not shaky on it. I'm not going back and forth, y'all. I got saved at the age of six, y'all. I done seen so many moves and fads and trends in the body of Christ. Y'all, I'm never leaving the word of God. Can't nobody tell me nothing about the word of God. Can't nobody tell me God ain't real. Can't nobody tell me the word of faith don't work. Do you see where we are right now? Did you see what happened with the payment of everything getting paid off? Y'all, can't nobody tell me nothing about God. I've seen too many miracles. I've seen God change too many lives. Y'all, he's done so much in my own life. I'm not changing, but the devil wants you to get away from me. He wants you to get far, far away. And even if you're sitting here in your spirit, he wants you far away. He wants you constantly offended. He wants you wishy-washy about your church attendance. And I'm telling you right now, there, this is not the time. <laughs> Marvin Sapp, he wrote a song years ago in the night, not the time, not the place. This not the time. And y'all, as much as I'm warning people, Israel, people are still going to depart. As hard as we preach, there are people in this room still going to go to hell, still going to miss the rapture. And it seems, Alondra, the more we preach about not deporting, more people deport. Now, let me tell you, if I was a chicken, you wouldn't see no feathers get ruffled. I don't care who leaves. Because you weren't here when I got saved. And you weren't here when God called me. Somebody say amen. And all that. So y'all, but let's talk about it so that those that can be helped, they'll be helped. And those that won't be shook and leave, they'll leave. Because sometimes it's good when people leave. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not bad. You know, Jesus couldn't do certain things until folks left the room. He didn't do certain things with the disciples until certain people left. He told Jews, he said, whatever you do, do it quickly. You know what he was saying? Get out. Get to stepping. Somebody say amen. Sometimes when you purify the environment, things happen. So we're not afraid of people leaving or departing. And this is a time of a great exodus. From the church. It started before COVID, but COVID sped it up. 
made it very easy for people to leave the church. And I don't want you to look at a Carlton Pearson. I don't want you to look at a person that left this church or left, the, you know, left the Lord and judge them harshly. Because as Keith Moore said, you judge somebody else, it'll be you in a minute. Let he who thinks he stand take heed lest he falls. Somebody say amen. Yeah. Because it's real easy. It's real easy to get caught up. It's real easy to backslide. Y'all, all you got to do is just miss a couple of Sundays and a couple of Wednesdays. And something happened over here. You had a flat tire. This, that, and dirt happened. And the next thing you know, it's kind of easy. I didn't pay my tithe. That feel a little better because I got a little more money. I don't feel bad, mister, anymore. And next thing you know, you're on your way somewhere, away from God. Somebody say amen. Let's get into it tonight. I want y'all to put my theme scripture back up. We talked about it. Acts 2.24. Talked about it Sunday. You can put it in the NLT. Acts 20:24. It says, But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned by the Lord. Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. I read it again. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it. Acts 20, 24. Acts 20, 24. Acts 20, 24. Acts 20, 24. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me. Do you know you have a work assigned to you? I've never had this because at the age of 13, I was already doing what I knew I was assigned. Never changed. My wife married me. She knew she was marrying a preacher because she met me. I was a preacher. But you know, most people never get to their assignment, ever, even knowing what it is. My, my life is worth nothing unless I use it for doing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus has assigned a work to you. Do you know what it is? I want to know. Do you know what it is? If you know what it is, let me see your hand. I know what it is. Not a lot of people. My life is worth nothing unless I use it for doing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about God's Wonderful kindness and love. Y'all, can I give you a clue? It's right there in the text. Your assignment is telling others the good news about God's wonderful kindness and love. 
That's your assignment. And it takes many different forms. Well, y'all, we can, we can get money, we can get houses, we can get lands. Y'all, your life will be worth none, nothing unless you do your assignment. And, you know, that old song, Only What You Do For Christ Will Last, that is so true. Because when we get to heaven, it won't matter how many Mercedes Benzes you drove. Nobody care about that. Nobody care about how many designer suits you had or how big your house was. You know, everybody in heaven gets a mansion. You can't, you can't impress nobody in heaven. But how big your house was. My life is worth nothing unless I use it for doing the work assigned me. Now, here's the thing. I feel that way. I felt that way my whole life. I know people who used to feel like that. They moved on to something else. And I want to ask you, what would make a person leave God? What, would, what happens to a person who once feels like, man, my whole life is just for Jesus? How many of you ever felt like that? Oh, I know I have. Excited for Jesus. We're going to talk about it. Let's go to uh, 2 Timothy. Let's go to 2 Timothy. Verse 1. So this is what's happening to people in the body of Christ. We're going to read through some scripture. Are y'all okay with reading through scripture tonight? Because we're going to show you what happens to people and what will make a man or woman leave God. Number one, I charge you in the presence of, of God and of Jesus Christ, who is the judge of the living and the dead, and by the light, in the light of his coming and his kingdom, verse 2, that you hear will preach the word. Keep your sense of urgency. This is why I don't preach quiet. Because it says herald. So in this day and time, there's so much noise, you got to speak up. So I say amen. With a sense of urgency. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we not, I don't, did we sing Christmas carols yet? I don't even think we sung Christmas. Y'all, we I ain't done them that. Y'all, it's a sense of urgency right now. Somebody say amen. Whether the opportunity seems to be favorable, unfavorable, and convince them, who's them? Everybody say, we're them. You know what's crazy, Brianna? I still got to convince people. But that's my job. You know why I have to keep convincing people to live? Because people forget. Who wants you to forget? The devil. All the good stuff God's done for people, and they leave. You know, we were talking about this on um, on 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 uh, Sunday morning. I, I met with all the new 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 members and stuff, and I told them I was telling them about the kind of church we have and about miracles and stuff. I told them about your miracles, Cecile, and everything. And I told, told them about all the stuff that, that happens. And I said, and you can go out in, in the foyer and get the green book. You anybody know about the green book? How many of y'all stop writing in the green book? Do you still need to write some stuff in the green book? I think if your income doubled this year, maybe you need to write some stuff in the green book. Did your church get paid off this year? I think you need to write. I mean, all that kind of stuff, right? So, so... So I said, go, go look at the green book and you'll see all the miracles that have happened to people. And then I had to say this. 
care. I ain't forget you either. And Tierra, this is what I had to say. Some of the miracles that you're going to read about in the green book, them people not here no more. Why you got to keep convincing people? Because people forget. Now I guarantee you, here, the people that left here with the miracles in the book, wherever they went after they left here, they didn't get a miracle like the one they got in the book. They probably didn't get a miracle. So you leave the place of miracles to go where? But miracles don't make people loyal. Signs, wonders, and miracles don't make people loyal. Y'all, ask Moses. They wanted to kill Moses. How many miracles had Moses done before they even got to the Red Sea? How many? Anybody know? Don't nobody know? Ten. There were ten signs already before they got to the Red Sea. When it was dark in Egypt, and still, the light was in Goshen. Lights in Egypt, no lights in Goshen. All the water is blood in Egypt. Every, all the water is clear in Goshen for the Israelites. Ten miracles before they even get to the Red Sea. They get to the Red Sea, they want to kill Moses. Moses raises up his rod, splits the Red Sea. They walk over on dry land. When they get to the other side, they don't have no food. They want to kill Moses. Then he said, we get manna from heaven. They got manna from heaven. Then they, 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 they got an urge. They wanted some Popeyes. They wanted some chicken. So they wanted to kill him again. Then they said, we thirsty. And, and where's the water? They wanted to kill him again. Signs, wonders, and miracles does not create loyalty. Does it? No. So he says, I got to preach with urgency. I got to convince them, rebuke them, correct them, warn them, urge them, encourage them. Being unflagging, inexhaustible, impatient, and teaching. Keep going. For the time will come. Everybody say it's time right now. When they will not tolerate, endure, sound, and wholesome instruction. They won't endure it. They can't endure it. What will they do? They get mad. They get offended. They'll whatever. They won't endure it. Can't, I can't, can't put up with sound wholesome teaching. Somebody saying some crazy stuff, they love it. That's what it says. And they will gather to themselves one teacher after another to a considerable number, chosen to satisfy their own liking and foster the errors that they hold. And they will turn aside from hearing the truth and wander off into myths and man-made fictions. Stuff that people make up. They don't want to hear the word. They want to hear stuff that was made up. Stuff that they made up, somebody else made up. Now, y'all, this, this whole thing about this, y'all, if there's no hell, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not want, where are they going to perish at? Why did Jesus die on the cross if there's no hell? Where did he go to defeat death, hell, and the grave when he died? 
He went to hell. The Bible says. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? What about Lazarus and the rich man? What did the Bible say? In hell he lifted his eyes, being tormented in the flame. Y'all, but y'all, they'll turn aside from hearing the truth to something some man made up. Y'all, what Tim Rogers said was totally ridiculous. I'm like, what, what? Just ridiculous. I've never heard such stuff. And remember I said at the beginning, God never changes. His word never changes. We used to have a sign in our church that said, if you no longer live close to God, guess who moved? God didn't move. Somebody say amen. So, no, it says, you wander off. People wander off from the truth. I often wonder where they go when they leave the truth. But the devil wants you away from truth. He wants you where it's diluted. Somebody wants to go where everybody don't know your name. If you go or come, they'll treat you the same. You want to go where don't nobody know your name. That's what people want to do. Somebody say amen. They wander off. You see what it says? They wander off into myths. And man-made fiction. Keep going. Then it says, <clears throat> can we get to verse 5? As for you, be calm and cool, steady, and accept and suffer unflinchingly every hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Fully perform all the duties of your ministry. For I am ready to be sacrificed. The time of my release is at hand, and I will soon go free. This is Paul. Listen to what he says, verse 7. Henceforth is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will reward to me and recompense on that day. But not only for me, but for all who loved and yearned and welcomed his appearing. Yeah, we don't talk about this much, but if you leave God, you leave your reward. You leave your crown. This one thing I do, I press. Right? Paul says, there's something laid up for me. Somebody say amen. I want to see, um, what is that? That's uh, 2 Timothy. Let's go. I, I, I want to see this in the um, King James. Because it's part of it I wanted to read. I wanted to read to you guys. And it's very important. Let me see. Yeah. It says, verse 7 in the King James, it said, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. Here's my question to you. Wouldn't you like to hear God say that to you? Wouldn't you like to be able to say that? 
I fought the good fight. I didn't fight and then give half, give up halfway. I finished the course. Anybody ever went like on a long running or walking trail or something? And they were like, it was just, man, whatever, man. Huh? And didn't finish? Anybody ever ran a marathon or a 5K or something like that? And finish? What did that feel like? Yeah. It said, I fought the good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. Now, if keeping the faith is an accomplishment, why is it an accomplishment? Because there's going to be some element, some pressure trying to steal your faith. Trying to remove you from the faith. And I'm talking about the church universal, the local church. What you believe start to look compromises. And I hear these people with the new thought, because now they don't believe in hell. And they stand up amongst themselves and they testify, yeah, you know, when I grew up in the Baptist church, when I was in the cozy church, when I, when I was in these other churches, they taught that. But now I'm so free now. I'm so free. I'm so, I feel so free and liberated because now I know there's no hell. Free to do what? what, what why is there a need for there not to be a hell in this new doctrine? There's a reason. We're going to talk about it. I've kept, the, I've kept the faith. I fought the good fight. I finished the course. I've kept the faith. Keep going. Henceforth is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, y'all don't mind by reading scripture, right? Shall give me at the day, and not only to me, but unto all them that love his appearing. How many of y'all love his appearing? How many of y'all going to love when Jesus come back? Come on, let me hear you make some noise. Next verse. Keep on rolling it. Do your diligence to come shortly unto me. He's talking to Timothy. But listen to this. For Demas has left me, forsaken me, departed from the faith. Demas have left me. Why? Why did he leave? Why did he leave? Having loved this present world. If you leave God in this season, it's because you love something more than God. Point blank, plain and simple. Now, they're going to tell us all the kind of different reasons why they leave, right, Gina? Why I leave the church, this and that. The only reason you're going to leave God in this season is because you love something more than God. And people try to sugarcoat it. They try to cover it up. They try to make like it's something else. Um, Y'all remember them little middle school, high school relationships? Y'all remember that? And, 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 and you, just, you just didn't want to go with that person no more. Y'all remember that? You didn't want to go with them no more. Now, did you just tell them that, Nikki? I just, I just don't want to go with you no more. I just, I just don't like you. Well, what, what happened? I just don't. No, you make up a reason. You make up something that makes no sense as to why 
You don't, you're not going to be with him no more? Hello? Girl, I told you to get me some ice cream. You brought me Rocky Road? You know I don't like no Rocky Road, girl. You don't even know me. You know I like strawberry. And you brought me Rocky Road? This is emblematic of our relationship. The reason I don't even want to be with you no more, because you don't know me. By now, you don't know me, baby. We need some space. Now, does that make sense? Did I break up with her over some rocky road? No, I didn't. I use it as an excuse, because the reason demons left me was not because I said something he didn't like. The reason Demas left me, this is Paul, is because he loved the present world. Now, if you ask Demas, what do you think he's going to say? Because I love the present world. No, he's going to make up a reason. Obviously, something Paul did. Paul just preached too long. You, that's why the dude fell asleep, fell out the window, and broke his neck. I mean, I don't know what he's going to say about Paul. But Paul told the truth. He said, no, no. I, I, come on. I left church because the church too far. You knew, you've been coming to the church for four months. It's the same day. Did the, did the church move further? No. Demons left because he loved the present world. Now, let me show it to you. What did he love? Let's go to 1 John 2.15. Can I show it to you three times in the Bible? Now, you know, the devil in these day and time, it looked like he got a lot that he using. He got a lot of alternate lifestyle stuff. He got, you know, we got the drag queen out. You got all kinds of stuff going on. But, y'all, he don't have a lot of stuff. He don't. He only got three things. So demons love the present world, he left. And here is your struggle, here's our struggle. How much do you love the world, how much do you love God? Because that's what it's going to come down to. Y'all remember COVID? It really came down to how much do you love the world, how much do you love God? Y'all remember? Y'all remember Walmart never closed. H-E-B never closed. Did you ever notice that nobody ever caught COVID at a Walmart, ever. COVID did not get transmitted in HEBs. It would not transmit in Walmarts. It would not transmit in Walgreens. It would not transmit in Kroger's. You don't need a vaccine. All you need to do is just stay in Kroger's, Walmart, and HEB. Because you notice nobody ever tra traced contact tracing back to one of those grocery stores. Y'all, that's impossible. And nobody ever caught uh, COVID on a plane either. You know, we traveled on planes during COVID. Y'all, 
We traveled all the way through COVID from the beginning to the middle to the end. Y'all, planes was jam-packed with people, and nobody ever caught COVID on one of them planes. There was no spacing. There was no every other seat. There was no every other row. I'm talking about I traveled from the beginning of COVID to the middle. We went to Hawaii, plane jam-packed. But you got to keep your mask on even while you sleep. Because that's what's going to stop COVID. No, what COVID did was it showed who loved the world and who loved God. Because if you gave people any old kind of excuse not to go to church, oh, they can't go to church. Napped up women was so glad when the uh, beauty shop opened because they, they had to go get what they was. You remember that time? It was, it, I mean, it was like six girls in the car. Hair was bad. They was holding it like that because the beauty supply place had just opened up and they was able to go get some bundles. So they, get, they went and got their hair done. Come on, somebody. Liquor stores didn't close. Planned Parenthood didn't close. Come on, somebody. Grocery stores didn't close. Beauty shops and barber shops, they close one at a time, one at a time with a mask on. Y'all, it's hair, and you all up on my, trimming my mustache, spit going on the, the blades. And a mask when I'm sitting and waiting, that's going to keep everybody from catching COVID. Oh, this is the greatest thing, was the restaurants. Like the... the <laughs> The five four, five star four star restaurants. You come in to the to the uh, <laughs> to the reception area, sir. Can you put your mask on, please? Oh, sorry, I apologize. Two, two. Okay. Here's your seat. Can you take the mask off? Now? Yes, yes, of course you do. Because when you sit down, you can't get COVID. Do y'all remember that stupid stuff? We, we, right there, the table right there, we right here. Put your mask on, sir. <laughs> Do y'all remember this idiocy? But it showed, and you, you were so compliant, you didn't get offended then at the stupid, offensive, like, like we ignorant stuff that they was telling us to do. You did it. Didn't you? But somebody tell you the truth at church, oh, I got to go. Because you love the world. Somebody say amen. Love not the world, neither things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. I heard some, I heard, Rondy, I got I to gotta send this to you. I heard some of the strongest defense, oh my gosh. This guy had on jeans, T-shirt. He's a white guy. And I looked at him, I judged him, I was like, oh, he's going to be all milk toast and stuff. He was telling the story. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> he said he was in the gym, and, uh, you know, he was trying to mind his business, and he's a pastor, and then he heard this group of guys talking about God and Jesus. He's like, oh, man, he's Christian. So the guy was like, yeah, man. It's all about love. It's all about love. Jesus just wants to love y'all, man. Y'all come over to my house and have Bible study. It's all about love. He's like, oh, man, he's evangelizing. Yes. 
it's all about love, man. He said, do y'all smoke weed? I was like, yeah. He said, you can come over my house. We can smoke weed, smoke a bomb, and get in the word. It's all about love. So the pastor said, he got up off the bike. and said, man, you shut up. You don't know God. He don't know God. Don't listen to him. I was like, whoa. He said, he said, y'all, I apologize. I didn't mean to come off his phone. He said, but listen, this guy don't know God. <laughs> he said, what, what you mean? He said, it's all about love, man. He said, you're talking about smoking weed. It's all about, God don't care whether you smoke weed. It's some of the new stuff, right? God don't care. It's all about love. It's all about love. He said, man, you don't know Jesus because if you know Jesus, Jesus transformed you. He said, I used to smoke weed. I said, what happened? He said, I met Jesus. Somebody say amen. Come on, somebody. He said, you tell me that you're going to look the same after you get hit by a Mack truck than you did before you got hit by a Mack truck. You didn't get hit by a Mack truck. Somebody say amen. If Jesus come into your life, you're going to be changed. But he said, it's all about love. He said, y'all ever heard people say that about God and Jesus? You know that's the biggest lie? Because look what it says. It says, love not the world. If it's all about love, but which love? Because if you love the world, you don't love God. And if you love God, you don't love the world. So it's not all about this ethereal love. Somebody say amen. It's about where you direct your love. Do y'all see this? That's why you need strong teaching and preaching. Because the word of God discerns, it rightly divides, it splits marrow from the bone. You ever got marrow out of a bone? It's hard to divide marrow from a bone. I know I've tried. I like to suck marrow off chicken bones. I'm a vegan now. I don't eat that stuff no more, but when I used to, I used to suck the marrow out of bone, man. And there's some good neck bones got that marrow in it. Y'all know about them neck bones. I used to get that neck bone spirit. Somebody say that. But the word of God divides. Love not the world. So it's not all about love. What the world needs now is love. The world has love. Everybody loves the world. But who loves the Father? Next scripture. Oh, y'all. For all that is in the world. Here we go. Number one. The lust of the flesh. Number two, the lust of the eyes. Number three, the pride of life. That's all Satan has because that's all he ever had. Can I show it to you again? Not in my notes. Y'all follow me. Let's go to Genesis chapter 3. I'm going to show it to you three times. Genesis chapter 3, when Satan tempted Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, you're going to see these same three things turn up again. Look at verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, lust of the flesh, it was pleasant to the eyes, lust of the eyes, and the tree was desirable to make one wise, the pride of life. Y'all see the three things right there? Lust of the flesh. God told her not to eat the fruit. She saw the fruit was good. It's an appetite. People leave the body of Christ 
because of appetite. See, all these people that don't want it to be a hell. I'm free now. See, I was in bondage when I went to those churches that told me that there was a hell. But now I'm free. Free to do what? Free to quench my appetite for same-sex attraction. Free to have threesomes and foursomes. And then they say, well, life without guilt. That means I can do anything without being guilty. That means I can kill. See, if you carry it all the way out, I can kill you without guilt. Because there's no hell. So I kill you, I ain't got to fear nothing. Because there's no hell. I can do whatever I want to. Y'all, most of the people, black people, y'all look at me. Most of the black folk we know that's left the church is because of appetite. I promise you. And there's another church that'll tell you that whatever your appetite is, you can do it and still be good with God. Do y'all know that some pastors cool with, with drinking? I'm talking about, I ain't talking about just drinking wine. I'm talking about showing up drinking. We was in Jamaica, and they kept offering us, last week, they kept offering us liquor and stuff. I mean, that's what they do over those resorts, and it's just everywhere, all over the place. And, uh, you know, finally my wife said, no, we're pastors, you know, we pass the church and this and that. And uh, so the lady said, so, a lot of pastors come here and they drink. I said, I know. I know. What happens in the body of Christ is, I have this appetite, so I change the word of God so I don't feel bad by fulfilling my lust of the flesh. So I don't feel bad. If there's no hell, I can do whatever I want to sexually. I can smoke whatever I want to smoke. Somebody say amen. That's the appetite. Thank God I didn't, I didn't come out of weed smoking. Every five minutes, somebody's trying to sell me weed in Jamaica. They say the weed good over there too. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the appetites. Y'all think about the people that used to be saved, used to be in the church. What did they leave for? What did they leave for? What are what, what they doing now? Did they leave their husband? Did they leave their wife? Did they cheat on their husband? Cheat on their wife? Are they living with their boyfriend? Did they go into an alternative lifestyle? Did the woman shave her hair and then and dye uh, blue and, and, and get a tongue ring after she left church? Like, what are they doing now? They're doing so much better, right? They left for appetite, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, right? And the pride of life. Can I show it to you one more time? Let's go to Luke chapter 4. So, so the devil, the devil did it to the first man and woman. Let's go to um, let's go to Luke chapter 4. When Jesus comes on the scene, you know he does it to him. Because that's all he got, y'all. And if you leave God, that's what he's gonna use on you. He's gonna use one of these three things. Because demons left. Because he loved the world. Mm -hmm. Let's go to Luke chapter 4. 
Are y'all following with me? Is this good for you? Luke chapter 4. <laughs> My God. The devil tempted Jesus. He said, if you're the son of God, turn these stones to bread. He was hungry. He had fasted, right? What did he appeal to? His appetite. Lust of the flesh. Then look what he did. After that, he brought him to the top of Jerusalem at the pinnacle. He said, um, no, before that, before that. In verse 5, it said, then the devil took him up the high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of this moment, of the world in the moment, all the industries. He said, I will give you, I have the, I, I, the, the devil said, all this authority I'll give you in their glory, for this has been delivered to me, if you'll bow down and worship me. What was he showing him? What you can have if you'll worship me. Maybe it's pretty women. Maybe it was money. It was fame. Maybe in our day and the time it would have been a Grammy Award or a Pulitzer Prize or a Nobel Peace Prize. Or maybe it would have been a fancy car, a yacht, a boat, a house, your own plane. The lust of the eye. Covetousness. What can I get? What can I get? What can I get? You know, people will leave here. People come here with no job. We pray for them to get a job. And then they can't come back to church because I got a job. The stupidest stuff ever. Yeah. They use God for what they could get. Do y'all see that? That's number two. Lust of the eye and watch the pride of life. Then he, then he took them and he said, look at verse, uh, verse 9. He brought them to the t top of the hill. He said, if you're the son of man, why don't you throw yourself down from here? Because he started quoting the word. He'll give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. He said, show off. Show your power. The pride of life. Wanting to be acknowledged. Wanting to be important. Wanting to be seen. See, the lust of the eye is what you see, what you want to get. But the pride of life is wanting to be prominent. Wanting to be seen. Wanting people to acknowledge you. So one of the things over here sometimes when people, you know, they, they come over here, they want to run something or they want some kind of title or something like that. And if they can't get that, they leave because they, oh, I can't be big over here. No, ain't nobody big over here but Jesus. I can't hear nobody. Ain't nobody big over here but Jesus. Somebody say amen. And y'all know y'all get to too much on me. I'm going to say cut it out. Somebody say amen. 
Amen. You should honor the men of God and the women of God and all that. But, y'all, at, at the end of the day, y'all, we not worshiping nobody. We not bowing down to nobody. Don't come here with no black history program. We not lifting up Cicely Tyson. We not lifting up uh, Chisholm and all Barbara Jordan and all them. No, we going to lift up the name of Jesus. The pride of life. Oh, they, they not letting me. What you come here for? <laughs> Somebody say amen. I thought you came to learn the word of God. When you came here, you wasn't nothing. Somebody say amen. <laughs> it's the only thing he got, y'all. And it's easy. It's easy to depart from God. In this hour. Let me show you why. Let me show you one more scripture. Maybe two more. Y'all got time for two more scripture? Look at 1 John 5, 19. This is why. This is why. This is why. I don't judge you. I feel sorry for people that fall away. I actually, after Carl prison died, I had a dream. I told my wife about it. I saw Carlton Pearson in a dream, and I, I just, my heart felt it was so much compassion toward him. I felt sorry for him, and I hope, I hope he went to heaven. I hope he made amends. I hope he repented and all of that. But some of you are in the process of falling away. I want to grab you. I want to help you before you do that. Because if nothing interrupts you, you're not going to be in the kingdom long. Now, what, and the reason I want you to listen to the message for Sunday, because Dr. Rogers is talking about witchcraft. Witchcraft will pull you away from the things of God. And there's so much witchcraft in the world right now. People in your family never understood this. While I was doing bad, while I was smoking weed, while I was... Out there drinking and vomiting and, 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 and looking bad on Facebook and all that. My family members was, was cool with that. Soon as I got saved and got dedicated to the church of God, like it, then it's all of a sudden always something. How come? That's witchcraft, y'all. And some of y'all's family members don't say big things. They say little things. Just little, little, little innuendo stuff. Like the devil. The Bible says, seducing spirits. And we know that we're of God. And the whole world lieth in wickedness. Put it in the amp C, y'all. No, the amplifier, not the amp C, the, the, the new amplifier. The amp with no C. Let's see what that says. It says, we know for a fact, this, this version I have, that we are of God and the whole world around us lies in the power of the evil one opposing God and his precepts. Opposing God and his precepts. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? So it's easy. Pick something in the world. Just something. 
in the world? Some TV, TV channel you watch. What you watch? Food Network? Do you know you can get caught up in food and be pulled away from God? Is food evil? No. Name something else. Football. Sports. People who were once strong for God, now they're strong in sports. And the power of the evil one. Now, y'all been to a lot of football games. I've never, I've seen referees interrupt and stuff. I've never seen a referee interrupt and say, y'all, before we uh, continue on this game, I just want to offer Christ to everybody in this room. Have you? Have you? I've seen barely clad girls doing the split, jumping up, showing their bottom. I've seen Budweiser commercials. I've seen beer commercials. Come on, somebody. The world's not on God's team. So we spend all this time on the Food Network. We spend all this time watching Stephen A. and, 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 and all this stuff. Y'all, that's not going to do anything. And y'all, for the Christian, that's the slow drip away from God. You're not going to come out of church like this and go straight into Pornhub. The devil knows that. It's a seduction. Where are you spending your time at now? And I always talk to people who backslide. This is what I ask them. Are you getting in the word every day? Do you get in the word every day? The word, the word of God. Are you listening to strong preaching every day? <laughs> what kind of music are you listening to? I don't listen to music. Get in the car with them. All they're listening to is sports radio on the, on the AM station. And most of y'all don't listen to sports radio. So if you're not listening to gospel music, what, what music you listen to? Pick it. Motown from the 60s. James Brown funk from the 70s. Michael Jackson Prince from the 80s. Nirvana, Britney Spears from the 90s and the 2000s. What are you listening to? And don't tell me you're not strong and you just, you're just doing everything still right and holy. Please tell me that. You're lying. Keep more. Now you watching junk on TV. Come on, somebody. You're not doing nothing but feeding your flesh. Your flesh is weak. Paul said... There's no good thing in me that is in my flesh. So, y'all, any of us, y'all, y'all, I'm talking about, I, we was at Jamaica for, for six days or something, y'all. Y'all, I mean, we was down there, booze everywhere, weed everywhere, private island right over the water, nude beach everywhere. I mean, what y'all think? I couldn't have stayed there for those three, four weeks. It's time to get out of there. Me and my wife, we stayed in our room, did our thing. But, y'all. You can't stay in that kind of environment because the whole world is under the sway of the evil one. So we were sitting out there one night. We said, okay, let's go out. And they was having these couples games and stuff. So like, you know, 
it was like a bunch of white people and stuff. Yeah, we, we want some chocolate. So we don't only black people. And y'all know my way, she was looking at me. <laughs> and some told both of us, no, we're not going up on this newlywed game thing. Yeah, every, every question is about sex. And then they ask another question about sex. Oh, interpersonal stuff. How do you rate his sex and what? Oh, God. You know, adult only result, you know. Y'all, we can't stay in that. <laughs> you can't live in that, y'all. You're going to backslide. Here's my question. What's getting strong in your life? Is God getting stronger or weaker right now? Is what you're doing or used to do, is what you used to do stronger than what you're doing now? You're backsliding. Do you have a prayer life? Do you have a quiet time? When the last time you read a whole chapter of the Word of God? When the last time you heard a whole message during the week, a whole entire one? When the last time you went on a one or two day fast? You know, we was fasting yesterday. Did y'all know that? How many of us did it? Great. Some of y'all never raising it, never, never, never. You backsliding. Did you ask them, you backsliding? No, no, I'm still strong. You're lying. <laughs> You're lying. You're on your way away from God. How many of y'all say, I don't want that to be me? <sighs> I don't want it to be me. Y'all, it's such, it's such a time. You know, Pastor Gould, before he died, he kept preaching separation. He knew this time was coming, and now it's here. Whatever it is, y'all, I wouldn't go to hell for sex. No, sex is great. Don't get me wrong. This white man, I know she did. Yeah, no, that's not true. <laughs> she said the same thing. Ain't nobody going to hell for sex. I wouldn't go to hell for weed smoking. I wouldn't go to hell for football. I wouldn't go to hell for pursuing anything in this world. I wouldn't be left behind in the rapture for pursuing anything. What about you? What's pulling on you? Every head bowed, every eye closed.